Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lost Teams podcast. I am your co-host Anthony Trudelli with my fellow co-host Andrew Lennox and we are recording a <laughs> redo of episode 23 because the first one uh, apparently both of us were half asleep so we're just going to make it a little more interesting for those of you who haven't listened. Andrew how you doing? Uh, more awake uh, this <laughs> time around here so yeah me good. Too. I literally just woke up from a nap last last episode, so I feel much better. Yeah, I don't know what my excuse was, but I was not at the top of my game for sure. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be talking about the Las Vegas Thunder again. Uh, hmm. You want to kick things off? Sure. Uh, so let's just first talk about the, the league they played in. It was the International Hockey League, as I mentioned in a – the last episode, if you listened, um, it was a league that was in the U.S. and Canada. The, the IHL served as a competitor, like a competitor league to the AHL, and it was an ultimate alternate farm system for the NHL. Also, so it was considered the same level as the AHL at the time. And that was something I didn't know. I always thought, like I said in the the ghost, we'll call it the ghost episode. Uh, I always thought it was like double A, so I didn't know it was technically, uh, I mean, supposed to be the same competitiveness as the AHL, which is cool. Yeah, no, yeah. So it, it, as I get into it more, um, they, during the lockout, I'll, and I'll explain, actually, I'll go into that a little later. Um, so the IHL um, actually made a footprint in, in the AHL also. Um, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that moved over to the AHL. That was the Manitoba Moose. They were the Minnesota Moose at one time. The Houston Arrows, the, who no longer exist. The Grand Rapids Griffins, I'm not sure if they exist still. The Chicago Wolves around. The Utah Grizzlies and the Milwaukee Admirals. The Grand Rapids Griffins, blech, that was a mouthful. The Grand Rapids Griffins. Uh, they, I think they're Detroit's team. Yeah, I was going to uh, – that's what I thought. And, uh, yeah, um, Utah was originally in Denver for one year, and I think they've been there since. I, they might be in the East Coast Hockey League now, though. I'm trying to think of my favorite team. Besides the uh, – we mentioned the last episode, uh, the um, Detroit Vipers. The other team that I remember loving, I think they were in the a- IHL – yeah, the Orlando Solar Bears. Oh, yeah, great logo. <laughs> That's a great logo and a great team name. Yeah, no, very unique. Um, I wonder if they exist, though. They were... They no, were, I guess not. I guess... Were I, they in the IHL or AHL? They were in the IHL, and now they have a team in the... Or they did have a team in the ECHL. They do uh -huh. still, okay, they do still have a team in the ECHL. Okay, cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's a great logo. They had to keep that around for sure. So as I mentioned, um, there was there was some problems with the IHL and NHL right off the bat. Um, I mean, the IHL was a league that's been along, around for a long time, but they were trying to make their footprint in the 90s more so, and there was talks that they were trying to compete and wipe out the NHL during the 94-95 lockout. Oh wow! <laughs> like wipe wipe out the NHL. Yeah, so it was almost like a WHA thing in the seventies. At least that's what they were trying to do. That's a pretty, I mean, pretty half-assed attempt, if you ask me. <laughs> it was yeah. Not great. 
yeah, it didn't work out that well. Um, so the, the Thunder played in the league for six years. They were owned by um, the Stickney family, Hank and Ken. Uh, they So they paid $2 million entry fee to get in the league. Um, and this family also owned the the Vegas, Las Vegas Stars, who were a AAA team. Um, one great story off the bat was um, female female legend goaltender Manon Rayom played in two games for the team, and this was during the NHL lockout um, in '94-'95. Uh, so she said she had some interesting things to say in the article I read. Um, she was able to, she would stick around after practice because I think she was basically the third string. Mm. Um, and she was able to play with, take shots from like Yashin and uh, bon- Bonk and like. Radic yes. Bonk. Yeah, so she would stay out there. Um, and like I said, she played with Yashin, uh, goalie Clint Malarchuk, another goalie. Pokey Reddick, who played for Winnipeg, and Radic Bonk. So, um, yeah, so she, yeah, as I said, she would be staying on the ice taking players from shots from NHL superstars every day, which is an excellent, pretty yeah. cool story. Yeah, that is pretty. I mean, that's uh, kind of reminds me of that just recently. I mean, maybe there might be Manone Ray on part two. Wasn't there a girl drafted in the um, OHL draft? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. A 16-year-old girl, like in one of the later rounds. Yeah, no, I did see that. Um, is it was she a goalie or yeah, four, she was like a goalie. A, no, she. I'm pretty sure she was a goalie. Oh, that's really cool. She must you know, be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, so going back into this, um, I think she was on the team like the whole year. That as far as I could find, and. Um, she later on, she most recently, she was part of the creative inspiration for the Vegas reverse retro jerseys um, that were created this year. Um, the jerseys play, pay tribute to the Thunder, um, as we're talking about here, and the Las Vegas Wranglers, who were an East Coast Hockey League team. They should uh, maybe they should pull those out next game, see if they can't get any magic going on. Yeah, they didn't look too good last night. Yeah, that's that's frustrating. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, the girl was named her. She's Taya Curry, uh-huh. 5'7", 143 pounds, uh, goalie from Park Hill, Ontario, drafted by the Sarnia Sting. Nice. Seventh overall. Uh, junior home of Steven Stamkos and Alex Galchenyuk. I mean, if there, if any of uh, anybody who's listening doesn't know, the OHL is like a developmental league kind of. They claim they're amateurs, but it would be the equivalent of like uh sort of like a, and sort of kind of like a middle ground between college and and high school or like compared yeah, it's hard to explain uh yeah to Americans. <laughs> so a, a lot of um guys that are i guess coming out of high school um playing triple a hockey or high school hockey um will play juniors for a couple of years after and then go to college when they're like 20 21 years old it's almost like to explain it it might be like saying it's like going to a junior college but you're not going to school yeah but that's hockey that's college hockey in canada because you're not if you go to if you play the ncaa considers like um the major junior professional so you're not- well, i know i was just talking about junior hockey oh, in yeah, yeah, yeah. general 
Like, yeah, but I mean, there's in major junior, there's kids that are 16 years old playing. Yeah, you know? it's very. The bottom line is it's 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 confusing, but you have to be very 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 a very very good male player to be uh, drafted into the Ontario Hockey League. Oh yeah. Uh, so she has to be pretty darn good. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's a really cool story. Um, so yeah, so she was a big part of what's happened recently in Vegas hockey. Ve- so um, Manon Ram. Ahead. What's that? Yeah, Manon yeah. Ram. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. That's right. Um, so yeah, so she yeah, so pretty cool story that she was able to really influence the the Vegas hockey scene. That's what it is currently. Um, so going into just more about some of the NHL players that played in in the in in the league. Um, that was due to the lockout, like on the Vegas team. For example, one player was Alexei Yashin. Um, at the time, was twenty years old, and he was a pretty phenomenal player. Um, so he ended up in um, in Vegas. There was a w- weird uh, thing, though. Um, the, the IHL didn't want NHL's players signed during this time, but Vegas just didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they signed Yashin to a $200,000 contract for one year that could be void if the NHL resumed. Okay. Good deal. What a deal, right? Yeah. Seriously. $200,000. And then, I mean, they played for what a few months before the NHL did resume. Right. He played in 24 games, scoring 15 goals and adding 20 assists. Wow. Uh, then, yeah, he eventually went back to Ottawa and started playing there again. Oh, Curtis Joseph um, was another player that came over the year after. Um, obviously, he was an all-star goal in his prime during that time. He was a holdout for St. Louis, the St. Louis Blues before um, getting traded to Edmonton. Um, like Yashin, he was on top of his game. He was 12-1-1 with a goals against average of 1.99. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, pretty unstoppable. Yeah, so there was obviously a skill gap still, you know? Yeah. Like, the two really good players just completely dominated. So um, so the, the Thunder had a knack for bringing over Eastern European players. Um, Radek Bonk came over at 17 years old. And then uh, Ruslan Saleh, uh, he's Belarusian, um, who had a great NHL career, um, was brought over also. Um, both those players were top-town uh, first-round draft picks. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, um, Ruslan Saleh was a big – didn't he have a big uh, a play a part in the Ducks Stanley Cup title? I'm trying to... I believe so. I, he's been he played for a decent amount of teams, but oh no, I remember. I think he, I think yeah, he was on the team in '03 when they lost in the Stanley Cup. Uh, okay. Finals. He was yeah. a good player. Yeah, he was '02-'03 when they lost in the Cup Finals to the Devils. Um, gotcha. And then he was like, he was he moved on to the Panthers the year the Ducks won the Stanley Cup. But continue, sorry. It, well, as I said, they, they were t- two players that were top ten NHL picks. Was crazy. They played for this team. Uh, this, but the IHL had a terrible system of functioning as it was an independent league. I mean, there wasn't a lot of affiliations and, you know, the, the NHL preferred the AHL because it was, 
just easy and they didn't try to compete or put up a fuss and that's just the way it was. Mm -hmm. Um, and so in 96, the Thunder did have an affiliation with the Coyotes, but they only sent down very few players. So um, it didn't really, the, didn't really the affiliation didn't pan out really at all. Uh, the IHL had a salary cap of $1.3 million, and the franchise used basically all the money they, that they had in, <laughs> in that cap. So um, they were spending, well, big bucks for minor league sports. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty huge. It's, I wonder what the, um, uh, ended in the nineties too. Yeah. I, we gotta, we gotta do the team, the Danbury trashers, uh, which it seems like kind of the, uh, the even lower version of this, uh, for the second lockout for the, (laughs) yeah, I remember. Um, I keep talking about that team, but we gotta, we gotta do them because they've got I think they must be the second most, uh, probably, uh, similar to that situation with the thunder for sure. Um, so the NHL brass hated the IHL for moving teams into markets like Detroit and Chicago. So it was just not a good relationship at all. Um, so things were a bit on the up in 96, 97. Uh, the Stickney family, who I mentioned earlier, uh, partnered with former Sony Pictures chairman Peter Goober, who owned um, Mandalay Sports Entertainment. Uh, unfortunately the thunder, you know, really, I mean, this was looked like on paper, a good deal, but unfortunately the thunder had really tried everything to survive in Vegas. And it, it just looked like they weren't going to be able to make it in, in the Vegas market at that time. Um, yeah, it's too bad, but I mean, they laid a footprint at least. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, they, they, um, I think, Seeing what what Vegas hockey is like now, uh, they definitely made an impression. Even though it was what sixteen years before uh, before the Golden Knights showed up. Yeah, for sure. Um, the the funny thing about this was and we have a common relation to this. I think um, well, we do. I mean, I don't know. What I'm saying. I think they were considering moving the franchise to Ontario, California, <laughs> where yeah. we first met. Yep. Yep. At the, the arena. Uh, at the job fair. It's, I think it's called Merchants Bank Arena or something like that. It nice arena. Uh, job fair prospects, not so great. <laughs> no, it was terrible. I, they had booths set up that we talked to a representative like, hey, we don't even have jobs right now, but yeah. thanks for coming. Thanks for driving an hour here. We have ticket sales <laughs> jobs. Ontario Business Bank Arena. Sorry, yeah. that was my uh, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I don't know. Never going to one of those again. Nope. Uh, yeah. So one story, funny story that popped up uh, is when a former Ottawa Senators player uh, Daniel Alfredson Alfredson was holding out um, with the Senators. Uh, is a, he? Um, his agent uh, tried to get the former rookie of the year contract, but GM Bob Strum lowballed him. So that was the end of that. He, he was quoted in the Las Vegas Sun, we're not a club med for NHL unsigned players. We're not doing that anymore. That is, that is hilarious. Just, uh, yeah. I think they knew what they were, what they were becoming in the eyes of maybe of NHL players, which I'm surprised if they were, <laughs> if they wanted to be a competitor to the NHL that they weren't, uh, they weren't more okay with, but, uh, 
Uh, yeah, it's, it, that, that kind of makes them like the MLS in a way for soccer, international soccer players. Right, right. Definitely. Yeah, that's a good comparison. I think the, uh, the money is a bit better in the MLS though, than this league. Well, maybe not for Alexa Yashin might be a top contract in some, for some of those teams. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> uh, so the weird thing about this, this quote is they continue signing NHL players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just didn't like Albertson. Right. So uh, they signed, I mean, if you're a hockey fan, you'll know this name, Peter Nedved. Yep. Who yeah, only play, he only played in a total of 16 games for the Thunder. And he was dealing with a contract dispute with Pittsburgh and finally was dealt to the New York Rangers. Um, I always would get, even though they're two totally different players from two totally different countries, I always got Owen Nolan, Owen Nolan and Peter Nedved confused. I don't know. Why? I, know, I don't know why. Maybe because they both play for the Sharks. I uh, don't think Nedved played for – he played for a lot of teams, but I don't know. If, I don't remember playing for the Sharks. Maybe, they don't even look like – like, nah, I don't know why. I just – I don't. Totally I got different con- type of players. Too. I know. I, got them, I think they were, I had them in the same like card set, and so sure. I was like uh, – and I, I don't know. My little kid brain always got them confused. Okay, so the, the demise – soon started after the Peter Nedved signing. That was really the last, you know, NHL superstar really to play for or play for the team and be signed, I guess I should say. Uh, So the Thunder lease with their arena ended in 99 and the spring after the Thunder were no more. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It was sad. Um, they really like the sound. The owners really were making an effort. You can't. Yeah. I mean, they really did sound like they're trying and they just, it, it, but it's also like goes to what, how fickle you like how, what a small thing can do to a, a like professional sports franchise. That's not like a well-established, I mean, even a, not having an arena to play in is even usually the, the motivation for, teams to move in like the big four professional sports or at least try right. to move and then like in minor leagues it's just not worth obviously building a new arena so if you only mm-hmm. have one in town it's like all right well i guess we're done right and it's crazy now they have a minor league team in vegas to yeah. go on along with an nhl team yep it's yeah amazing anyways uh did i the the ihl folded in 2001 so two years later um, so as I put this together, I, I, you know, I cruised through some old rosters and whatnot. And the list of NHL players is ridiculous that played for this team. This, like I, I, there was, I just made a list of all the names I recognized, but there could be way more. So I'm just going to go through mm-hmm. a few here. Uh, Brent Ashton. I believe he played for the Winnipeg Jets. Radic Bonk, as, as we talked about earlier, Louis DeBrusque. Oh, yeah. Uh, Commenta- color commentator for Sportsnet? Or, uh, uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah. And a little bit of a fighter, I think. Yeah, he used to drop the mitts for sure. And his son is about to get traded away from the Boston Bruins. Is he? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Another big name, Pavel Dimitra, 
who had an excellent NHL career. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, yes. He was in that terrible uh, plane accident. And what was the team name again? Uh, you mentioned uh, it when we were offline. Locomotive Yaroslavl. Yeah, he was on that team, unfortunately. Um, and then Jason Doig, he was a very high pick. He played in the NHL, but I don't think he panned out to what people thought he would be. Uh, Robert Dome didn't play a lot of games, but I recognize the name. I probably had his card or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky's brother. Yep, big, big, big time name cachet there. He didn't play a lot of games in the NHL either, but he he did. He made it. Uh, well, and here's your your guy, Peter Eng. <laughs> One of my first hockey cards that I just remember looking at, being like, "Oh, I have no idea who that is." Well, yeah, was that Prosa? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it was Prosat. <laughs> I think he might have been in every card pack. I still have it at home in my at my parents' house. Next time I go home, I gotta go find it and I'll put it on Twitter. <laughs> That's when the Leafs were terrible when he played for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Isbister, he was a good player. Mm-hmm. Curtis Joseph, as we mentioned earlier, Kevin Kaminsky, I think he was like kind of a fighter for Washington. Jim Kite, he mentioned um, well, we, we both know was the first deaf player to play in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he was a fighter also. He was tough. Uh, Pokey Reddick, who played for Winnipeg, was he was a goalie. Sasha Lokovic, I think he played for Calgary. He was like a fighter type player. Manny Legacy. Yep, remember him. Yep. The goalie. Uh, yep. Peter Nedved, who we mentioned. Michelle Petit, I think he was a defenseman for the Nordiques, as I recall, but I could be completely wrong on that one of the yeah yeah, he was yeah he was on the nordiques and then a whole bunch of other teams okay was he a defenseman uh he was yes he was a defenseman oh look at me uh well and one is very funny nickname for the next guy but i don't think he would like the nickname that much but maybe he just accepts it who knows but andre Rassico, but his nickname goes as and- Andre Red Light Rassico. Yep, just because he sucked so bad. Yeah, and I actually looked up his stats. Like they weren't that bad. Like he played. Like he played a decent amount of games. Yeah, he must have just had let in some bad ones that stood well, out. Well, you know where that nickname came from? No. Uh, Don Cherry, those rock and oh, yeah. videos. I do remember him talking about that. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe Cherry just didn't like him. Also, back to Michael M- Michelle Pettit. I just read he had the record for most uh, NHL different NHL teams he played for with ten. It says surpassed by Mark, Mike Sillinger, and he was tied with JJ Dano Dano. I can never Dano Matthew Schneider Jim Dowd Ole Jokinen and Lee Stepniak. They were oh they were second most. Oh cool. Or they are second most now since Sillinger passed them, but. So uh, it was a pretty reliable defenseman. Yeah. I mean, must have been an interesting life living in all those places. Right, right. So we talked about Red Light Rasco, uh, Todd Richards. Mm-hmm. He coached the Wild. He said confidently. <laughs> <laughs> I got to check this. No, he did. He did. He did. He did. <laughs> yeah, gonna, he's from Minnesota. We're not going to go through this again. He coached. He did coach for the. <laughs> He coached the Wild. There's no need to question yourself, your friends in Minnesota. Uh, 
they 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 are okay with I, the just, I was just having I was just having a brain fart with that. I, um, it's getting old, man. Starting to forget shit. <laughs> um, go ahead. Yeah, so just a few more, and then I'm done. Russ Romanock played for the Jets. Another name you'll recognize, Trevor Ronick. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Jeremy Ronick's brother. He didn't play many games, but uh, Ruslan Slay, as we mentioned, Jared he, Skull. Yep, go ahead. Slay, all I we forgot, also died in the plane crash, uh, the yeah. level locomotive plane crash. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that was terrible. Really mm-hmm. sad. Uh, Jared Scaldi, uh, an early a player you might know, um, Stefan Ustorf. No, uh, I think he was, he, he's from Germany. I don't, that doesn't ring any bells. Yeah. Uh, yeah. U-S-T-R-U-S. No, U-S-O-R-F. Uh, it says Stefan Ustorf with a T. I'm uh, missing the T. <laughs> He's uh, he played yeah for the Capitals. I don't that uh, does not ring any bells, but he did play for uh, the Mudheim Adler. Which if I were and he's not from to, Germany, right? He is from Germany. If he if he were to, if I were to have a team that's not uh, in the United States, it would be the Adler. That's where my mom's from, Mudheim. Gotcha. Um, do you th- do you think he was one of the maybe well Louis Krupp's from Germany? Yeah, he definitely wasn't the. Let's see, seventy four. He played in the NHL. 95, 96. So around the same time, uh, I think Juve Krupp was probably before him. But right. I don't know. I don't know who the first German NHL player was. That's a good question. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, oh yeah. here, here's one. What was the goalie for the Capitals? What was that guy's name? He was good. Like he had a few good years. Jim Carrey. He probably played. He might have been Jim Carrey. Yeah, he's from Boston, isn't he? Uh, he played. He played in Boston. He's from Massachusetts, yeah. But he played for the. I think he won a Vezina with the Capitals. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, yeah, he was awesome for one year. Yep. Uh, um, I, I don't know. I don't know his name. I know there was a German goalie that was solid. That oh, Olaf Kolzig. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah, he played for the Capitals though. Not the. Did he? He played for the. Uh, the yeah, I said Capitals. Yeah, he he played for the. He didn't play for the Thunder, did he? Yeah, apparently. Oh wow. Yeah, so this list is ridiculous. Um, and then I said Yash, and obviously earlier, um, one another sad story: Sergey Zoltak, who played for the Minnesota Wild, um, died. It was his heart stopped on the ice, and he later died in in the dressing room, the Wild dressing room. So that was pretty tragic situation, also. Uh, off the ice, right? He well, he, he has, yeah. I think he like, was off the ice, uh, yeah. or didn't he like? Coll- I think he. Collapsed I think he. I think he left the game and then he collapsed in the locker room. Yeah. Okay. Olaf Kolzig apparently did not play for the Thunder. No, I never said he did. Okay. I thought you were still talking about Ustorf. <laughs> okay, my bad. Never I mind. We transacted. Uh, went back to. We're uh, with it now, but we're also still not with it at the same time. Right. Right. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. Um, and then the last two players, um, Wes McCauley. Yep, there he is, five minutes yeah. for fighting. Yeah, I don't think he played in the NHL, but. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting. Nope. Uh, and then 
our buddy Chris McSorley, who we had talked about in a previous episode, um, the coach Buffalo, of the, yeah, the Buffalo coach, Stampede, in coach the, of the Buffalo Stampede of the Roller Hockey International. Yep, yep. So, yeah. So that is the Vegas Thunder, Las Vegas Thunder. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, great team, kind of a lot with a lasting legacy as well in terms of being in Las Vegas and having such a, such influential and and talented former and pre NHL players. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was, it was not, I didn't know about this. And uh, yeah, they, they must have had some excellent lineups. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's pretty cool. It was fun to uh, research. Um, So I got my information from um, Wikipedia, um, funwhilelasted.net. And then I have an article here that was on Manon Rayom. it was, it was by Gary Lawless. Um, chat with former Thunder uh, player Manon Rayom by Gary Lawless, and it uh, was on no- November eighteenth of twenty twenty. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, good sources. Our friend, uh, yeah, funwelllasted.net. And then I was looking this up because curious. The first German player, apparently according to Wikipedia, to play regularly in the N- in the NHL was Uli Hemer, uh, mm-hmm. who played for the. New Jersey Devils in 1984, 1984 through 1987. Mm-hmm. Also played for interesting Evie Fusen, which is like a small town in Bavaria where I've been there before. It's a beautiful town. Uh, their rink looks very weird. And uh, <laughs> it's, but it's, it's like the town's got like a little castle in it and everything. Wow. It's, you've got like, it's crazy. In Germany, you have, there are many kind of what would come off as small towns that have professional hockey teams with like kind of nice bigger rinks and they're interesting. Like if you, and if you ever have a chance, uh, anyone who's listening and you're in Germany during hockey season, go, go check out a game if you can in one of the cities and you'll be surprised. Like even small cities have hockey teams, professional hockey teams there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I've heard it's a really good league too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I've seen a couple games there. I'd say Is- maybe a step slower than the NHL. It's, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, just, I mean, it's got to be a couple steps. It, yeah. I mean, it, it, they say the KHL is a step behind the NHL still. Yeah, it's not as physical either. Very, I mean, at least the games I saw were not not even remotely close to as physical as the NHL. I'd say it's probably like behind Finland, Sweden, mm-hmm. uh, Austria, and Switzerland. It's probably like the, and the KHL, obviously. It's probably like the fifth or sixth more, most competitive league in, the, in, the, in Europe. That's cool. It's called the Dell League? The DEL. Yeah. Which is Ice Hockey League. Cool. Yeah. Germany's an amazing country. I'd like to get back there for sure. Yes, I will be hopefully in March. But uh, yeah. Awesome. (laughs) That was a good good talk. And uh, we will be back at you with the next episode. Thanks a lot, guys. (laughs) 